Check one, two. Check one, two. Make it sound better. Turn the music down a little bit. Check one, two. Check one, two. Number two. Check one, two. Just make it sound better. I don't know. You usually make it sound better over there. He sounds fine. Check, 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 check one, two, three. Check, check. Check one, two. Check one, two. Okay. We'll give you the deep voice. No, I don't. Just, it just sounds different. That's all. Is it better now? That just sounds different. Turn the music off for a second. Check one, two. Maybe that sounds better. I hear a buzz. Florida Racing. Good evening, everyone. I'm CC Brooks in the studio once again with Rob Bonehead Eldine. Hey, Rob, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing real well. And of course, we couldn't be here without Jack at the controls. Rob's doing fine now that his sound is sounds right. <laughs> I don't know. Is that he it becoming does. a prima donna? I don't know there? that it does with all this uh, change of everything that you've done. I'll have to wait until I can officially you uh, sound fine. Hear it myself. You sound fine. Officially, okay. You guys made a really good presentation uh, down at the Charlotte County Emotionalist Park. You, you guys did good, man. Thank that was, you. That was pretty cool. Thank you. It yeah. was really nice to present Donnie with his Inside Florida Racing Pandora Jewelers Driver of the Month plaque. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that he enjoyed it. I mean, uh, I think that he's worked hard for it. Uh, there's no doubt. Uh, all the Ollies have, you know. Um, they work hard at it. It's like a whole team over there, a family affair. And um, He turned around and proved Saturday night he why he's a winner by winning that race, that Outlaw Street Stock race. Yes, and uh, I hear that he'll probably be uh, trying to race something else here soon. I think they're working That's with a modified. Yep. Trying to uh, get some bugs worked out of that. So I think he'll do uh, fabulous in driving one of those. Uh, you know, who knows? See Donnie Ali, I'm sure uh, uh, we'll see a lot of him in, in years to come. But uh, like everything else, I'm sure that uh, times are tough for them too, and trying to uh, get another car together isn't going to be an easy task, but uh, I'm sure they'll work hard at it. And it's difficult right now for a lot of racing teams, especially the guys that are just um, supporting themselves, you know, who are trying to support their racing habit as well as their fan, take care of their families. And I, I guess this is something we're, we're going to start talking about tonight and being a, an ongoing um, topic of conversation over the next several shows, um, how promotion and advertising, besides just helping a racetrack, can help 
a race car driver and a racing team. And so we're going to delve into some ideas of how drivers can promote themselves. We talk a lot about how what things that racetracks can do and uh, what track owners can do and talk to some drivers and find out what drivers can do for themselves. Well, what do, you, uh, do you think that there's uh, quite a few drivers that probably aren't racing because times are so tough? I would say yes. There's people eating because, not eating because times are so tough. Yeah, and I think, you know, and it's obvious there's a lot of fans who aren't coming out to the tracks because times are tough. Yes, I'm sure uh, it's definitely tough on the uh, on the tracks out there, you know. Uh, it's going to be hard for them to, to keep their doors open, so uh, folks definitely need to keep... Um, attending the races supporting their local racetracks uh drivers out there try to get those cars working and uh back out on the racetrack and you know try to keep racing that's all you can do i mean uh i guess if things aren't going to get better right now you got to get kind of used to it and uh and you got to get but i think the key here is getting creative now last week we spoke to andy lacera who was you know, trying to think outside of the box and ways to get sponsorship money so he could continue racing and move up a class. Um, you know, and so he'll be joining us again this evening and talk more about promotional ideas. I know some tracks have a uh, promotions director that is trying to work with the different drivers and helping them um, help themselves to get sponsorship and to raise some money and offset costs. So we're going to be Kicking, kicking some ideas around this evening concerning that. Um, we're also going to be talking to Jeff Thurman this evening. And uh, down the road, we're going to want to talk to drivers who are having difficulties not being able to race anymore. And, and if people have questions uh, for this evening, they can go ahead and um, post something on the message board for us if they have questions concerning tonight's show. What's the phone number that they can actually call in here? Is there such a thing? Jack. What's the phone number here, Jack? Studio line. Studio line for people with questions this evening. 941-228-8359. There you have it. And I'll be checking the uh, message board also if they want to go and post a question there. If they want to have some input to the show this evening. And actually, we also need to um, um, recognize the passing of a uh, big-time supporter of the races and a friend to a lot of folks at tracks around the area, uh, Claude Lewis passed away. Yes, that's too bad. He'd be definitely missed uh, in the racing community. Matter of fact, uh, this weekend, Bobby Deal has um, uh, made the decision that this weekend the races at Charlotte County Motorsports Park will be in the memory of Claude Lewis. Well, that's good. And uh, is he going to do uh, future ones too? As you were telling and he's about? planning to, to to make this a yearly event, and you know, to to honor the memory of Claude Lewis every year. So we'll have races in his honor. Who's doing that? Charlotte County Motorsports Park, Jack. Aren't you paying attention to the show? <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> I have no idea, but I got kicked out of my seat. Oh, anyway, he's doing something to the computer behind me. Folks, uh, this week. Uh, a lot of racing went on all over the state of Florida. And, uh, you know, uh, while we got some time, I'd like to, uh, you know, take some time to uh, go over some of these, uh, you know, 
finishing order results, stories, if you will, of uh, those folks that do send them in. You know, that's all what? that uh, I've ever requested, you know, and is that folks out there, if, if you want us um, to talk about things or you want things to get out there to people, you know, you got to send it in. So um, at least, uh, you know, like Larry McMillan and uh, uh, Jane Smith and Tom Blakely, Curtis Whalen, Dave Westerman, Rick Angies, you know, all these guys and girls, they uh, actually write stories about, you know, what happens at certain races, and uh, they send them to uh, Karnak or Inside Florida Racing or wherever, and they get, you know, posted. So, Well, do you want to start? I just what track start. would you like to start at? You want to start at Charlotte? Uh, that's where, that's at where Charlotte. we were Saturday night. I, I started out there, and, uh, you know, uh, the lights went out. You know, it, it was, was one of those It was an interesting things. evening. When the uh, transformer there, um, it didn't blow, it failed and started sparking. And so we lost power for about an hour and a half. The lights uh, flickered. They went, went out. out. I mean, it would have been uh, <laughs> it would have been more of a story, I guess, if the race had started. Um, I well, we think were still that in the something. final portion of the meet and greet for the checkered flag sprint series you Saturday know, night when it happened. Those guys couldn't actually. Uh, I was talking to a couple of them about putting lights on them and running around the track because that would even be cool. Yeah. Really make hey. sprint car racing even neater. Let's slap but some flashlights on them. They don't have batteries on. No, just tape some flashlights on the front of them. It would have been interesting. <laughs> um, Saturday night, wanted to congratulate at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Lance Sober took his first win in the Thunder Truck Division. So uh, congratulations to him. Donnie Ollie Jr., of course, won the Outlaw Street Stock. And in the Checkered Flag Sprint Series, a nice uh, one-two finish for brothers Gary Gimler and Mark Gimler. And then uh, Scott Adema came in third. That was a great race. I'm, I'm so sorry you had to miss that race, Rob. It was a lot of fun. And a, a big thank you to Don and Wild Child for letting me be their honorary starter for that race. Had a good time. So uh, how did my cheerleader do? How did your cheerleader do? Yes, the cheerleader, Amanda. The race Amanda, car driver, oh, Amanda finished 13th. 13th. She finished. And, uh, you know, when I was there, I, folks, what happened was I actually was there for the, uh, you know, introduction. So I got to uh, go talk to some of the drivers. I, had, the, a, I uh, had a nice visit with Amanda division. myself. Yes, I got to uh, see her. And uh, I was hoping that after being on the show that she would, uh, you know, uh, get a win, you know, like some of the other folks mm-hmm. do. Gives them the luck. But. Got to see Darren Miller. Hadn't seen him for a while. And Shane Miller and uh, uh, Tom Kempton's there. Uh, Teddy Kempton's, I mean. I uh, hadn't seen him in a while. And um, people that you just don't see all the time, you know. Uh, I haven't seen them in a while. It's nice to see them out there racing. You know, they had close to 20 cars out there. I saw Tommy Nichols was out there. Uh, um, just, you know, names that you didn't see around because if it wasn't for this series you know they couldn't afford to run some of Mm -hmm. the other series um some of these guys do run in the other series too but it's great to see them there and uh, i guess they put on a good race i missed it 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 was a great race um and um you know very few caution laps in the race it was exciting i think the fans that stayed uh through the blackout um enjoyed it and then for the rest of the evening also they then ran the uh, fab four um, they had the Fab Fours. Open wheels where uh, our friend Wayne Jefferson finished third. So it was a, it was a nice evening out at the Charlotte County Motorsports, considering the lights went out. And, and now, what's a the fair matter with Mr. Wayne Jefferson? A fair amount of people did stick around. Mr. Wayne Jefferson, speaking of sticking around, mm-hmm. 
He finished third, but yep. he didn't stick around long enough um, for them to congratulate him. And you know, um, Wayne's a friend of mine. Yep. And Wayne, if you're listening out there, no matter what happens out on the racetrack, you always got to remember you got fans out there, and those fans out there would have liked to seen you stop down the front and wave to everybody. And uh, you know, uh, basically, I know, and us in here know that you were mad because you didn't win. But, you know, your fans out there were probably mad because you didn't wave. I thought Chet was driving, okay? Because I saw Chet's name on the roof. I thought Chet Sinekosov was driving. Yes. That's Chet's car. So, um, you know, I'm, Chet probably would have stopped if he'd have finished third. But it was a good race. You know, uh, I just, every week that I say it, the same thing. I'm just glad to see the Modifieds back racing again, you know? Glad to see a good field of cars out there. Mm-hmm. Hey, and and right. speaking of field of cars, it seems that they're um, putting in a new rule in place at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, where if a go. if a if a class has five or less cars, they're not going to let them run. So the call is being put out to Thunder Truck drivers that they need to start um, building that class back up or it's going to disappear and we don't want to see that happen. And they're they're making a tire switch, too. And, and you know, I, I, I'd really like, can you get a hold of Randy Kyle? I'd love to talk to him. You know, if you could call him, I want to okay. talk to him about that tire deal because, you know, I, I can't believe that tires, okay, are going to make the difference in the car count, okay, and in their case, the truck count. So, I think... Um, if they go to a DOT tire, and we've had this tire talk, you know, me and Jack have talked about it. We've talked about it with, you know, other racetracks, promoters, you know, the guys when they want to know, you know, what's the better deal? Tires are expensive no matter where you get them. If you run any DOT tire, you're always subject to that guy finding a tire that works and then him sucking up the market on it, taking all of them. Then he becomes the tire guy selling tires to everyone else. A track tire, okay is the way to go in any class class offers to have a track tire i think that that's a great thing puts everybody on an equal playing field Um, the tires are not that expensive Um, and there again there's been some talk about the tracks not having tires that's another issue that maybe we need to get to the bottom of over there at charlotte county why they're running out of tires i heard that from a couple different people on saturday night and didn't really have a chance to get to the bottom of it um but there could be some reason why. Um, but in this truck class, supposedly if they go to a, 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 a DOT tire, which means it's a street legal tire that anybody can buy at any store anywhere, that there's going to be more trucks there. And I just find that just crazy. I think that if the trucks are there and they can run, I can't believe that not being able to buy tires is holding them back. And if that's the case then uh, I want to know about it. And if we can get a hold of Randy, if he calls us back I have left a message. If he calls us back, you know, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit and try to get down to the bottom of that. Because I, I myself, as a fan that goes to the tracks and watches, I think that that truck class is a great class. And it started out to be a huge class. And those guys kind of crashed each other up, which caused the class to kind of shrink a little. But when I heard from... I think James Wright's the one that probably told me that the uh, there'll be four more trucks there if they go to DOT uh, tires. Well, I've heard that um, the two Fat Boy Racing trucks 
They've been working on them, getting them ready. They're hopefully going to be back this weekend. Also heard... Now, do you think that... The, do, do they care what kind of tires are on their truck? I don't know. We, we'd have to talk to them to find out about that. Their issues were rebuilding the trucks um, and getting them ready so they could race. Because they'd been involved in some accidents out on the track. They had to get them rebuilt, you know, body and motor. Um, that's what was holding them up. So hopefully they'll be there this weekend. That would be two more trucks. Also heard that, um, oh, what's it, uh, the Mopar King. The Mopar King, the guy that wrecked Randy Kyle. Um, real bad. Uh, he's apparently coming yeah, back. Yeah, that guy. He, <laughs> Richard DuPont, he's coming back this Saturday. Well, I, I would just I just thought that that was kind of a strange comment, you know, and saying that. I, I figure racers are racers. They build them trucks. They don't care what kind, whatever tire, whatever tire that they tell us that we got to run, no matter what track we go to, we put the tire on and go run it. Mm-hmm. But the tire has to, one has to be available. Like we were talking about problems at the track where there was, I think it was Shane, I want to say Shane Leonard needed a tire, and there was no tires available at the track. Yeah, there, there must be. Boy, that really freaked me out. See, see, I was wondering how <laughs> you could do something. No, I, I think that uh, uh, there must be some issue with shipping or something that has to do with that, because that doesn't happen very often. And if it if it is something that happens often, then then there could be an issue with working with a track tire. But you know, at uh, most race tracks, it's not a problem, and I don't think it will be um, out there. Uh, Bobby's always had tires for everybody out there, so I'm sure they get that worked out. Um, but anyways. Uh, it was a good night of racing, even though it was kind of odd there. And their uh, fan count was pretty decent. Um, so at least the fans are coming out. Was there a NASCAR race? Yeah, uh, no, there was, there was a NASCAR, NASCAR race at 3.30 in the afternoon. I don't agree. I don't. I don't. Hey, uh, you, you don't agree the turnout was decent? Is that what you're disagreeing with? Yeah, yeah I don't think it. I don't think it was decent either. I, I'd like to see more people there. I was happy when the amount of people that were still there after the power outage. When you have, I mean, realistically, when you have a big purse to pay, which you have when you have a a, a, a big show like the like the checkered flag sprint, like the sprint cars like that, you got to have more fans in the grandstands than that mm-hmm. to make it a viable operation for the owner. And if it's not a viable operation for the owner, of course, you know, we all have trouble. Right? And like we've talked about before, I don't think you're going to get, if the if the economy is going to maintain the way it is now, you're not going to get more fans in the grandstands unless you make it more affordable for them, which is going to mean lowering ticket well, prices. Well, and you have to have a whole hell of a lot more passion. Than it, uh, and, and I'm not picking on Charlotte County, obviously. I'm just talking in general. You have to have a lot more passion. If you have empty grandstands or not enough grand people in the grandstands to make the owner happy, mm-hmm. well, you know, the first thing is to look at the excitement level that's being put out there. I mean, if you don't have passion involved, you know, what the hell? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know what There's you're saying. I was watching a football game one Thursday night, West Virginia and Colorado. And I don't normally watch football games during this part of the year because I, when they later in the year I get excited about mm-hmm. it when it comes down to, like, crunch time. This time of the year, I mean, i got a lot to do. I'm sitting here watching a game. I'm going, why am I watching this game when i got so much work to do, right? And I realized that it wasn't even that good of a game, but I was stuck to it like glue because my wife is from Colorado. 
many, many, many of my closest friends here in Northport are from West Virginia. I'm originally from West Virginia. And so, you know, I realize I'm sitting here thinking about this, right? <clears throat> that this is like I'm stuck to it because there's a connection. There's an emotional connection, mm-hmm. you know, and we talked about this. We talk about it endlessly. If you're not bringing your fans out on the track at least once a month, at least once a month, to connect up and socialize out there with those drivers, get autographs, and if the drivers aren't getting cards to sign to give to fans and stuff, then there's no wonder. You're not gonna. You can spend all this time promoting the, the races, getting mm-hmm. the owner can spend money with you and other radio stations advertising, get people there. But it's not just the racing that makes them come. People stick to sports because of passion and an emotional connection. You know what I mean? Well, I know what you mean, and. And like you mentioned, those cards, I think those are great. Uh, uh, Mark uh, Gimler was passing those out. Sure. Very nice. Um, I think his brother had them also. The whole deal of uh, doing the, um, you know, meet and greet with the fans. It's a great thing to do. And, I, and you know, a lot of times they only do it. It's a necessity. A lot of times they only do it with one class during the night. They can't do it with all the classes. That's understandable. But something that they ought to do. Is at the beginning of the night, um, maybe they ought to uh, bring out, uh, you know, their backbone classes. Let them drag their cars out there on the mm-hmm. track and let those fans come down there and see those people up close and talk to them before the races, before they're all mad. Yeah. You know, because I think the problem, you know what, here's a better deal. If you did that before, gave an opportunity for all those guys that are going to race to take their cars out there and do a meet and greet with the people. And didn't even worry about doing that thing that they do after the races with those backbone classes because you know what happens to the backbone classes more times than not at those top three things down there at the winter circle they have issues down there you got guys arguing mm-hmm. there's a lot of tracks okay that do not do that they take their picture you know in the tech down area there in the tech area you take the picture and your picture's taken um, but that's an opportunity where every driver gets a chance to see their fan up close before anybody's mad at each other. Okay, and then because uh, you could really do it, you could bring out like you're right. You could br- there's enough room on the front stretch, or you could line up the backbone classes, and and then the fans would have plenty of time to go and socialize yeah. and start bonding with them. Were you there? Did you see the Pro Four race? I only saw the modified race. Is the only race I actually visibly saw. Derek Horton got involved in an incident, and every and got out of his car and was very upset. And was going over to the other car, and everybody and a bunch of his friends ran over to the fence to wave him off to get his attention. To tell him, no, don't, you know, don't do it. That it's not worth it. And you're right. That's the kind of things that happen. And we need to avoid. Um, you don't want to have the meet and greets after when if somebody's all uh. jacked up like that. And we really sort of want to avoid those kinds of situations on the track. And exp- the fans don't need to see it, especially the kids don't need to see the helmets being thrown off and the charging over and, you know, and trying to go after another driver. This is just something that I notice because, you know, I come to the track and I sit and I kind of watch how things play mm-hmm. out these days. And and I see that more often than not that that little deal that they do afterwards, you know, in the winter circle. And I think that it, it, it just it causes too many issues in some of those classes. So if you take these backbone classes and you don't you don't. I'm not trying to take away from any of those guys' win. Each and every one of their win is just as important as another one. 
but um, well, even if you they can only even bring them back out afterwards, bring the winners back out well, after e the race is over. E even if they did that just once Full a race. month, once yeah. a month line, you know, or a couple of times a month lined them up, and those two nights, then everything would be done in tech. I just think it's something to think about, you know, because it's like he said, you got to start giving people more for their money than what you've been giving them. And that means that every driver out there, I don't care what racetrack you're at, needs to put on a better show. You need to make your car mm -hmm. look better. When you go out and race it, you need to try to race better. Anytime you get a microphone in your face, don't shy down. Talk in that microphone. Talk about your race team. Talk about those guys that help you out. Talk about those sponsors that give you money. And uh, maybe there'll be more sponsors. And, and here's a show. way the track can make money doing this. Is, is, as they gather up the people before they let them down on the track for this event, you know, those checkered flags that they, they sell, have people right there, you know, having them ready to sell so every kid can have something signed, you know, going down there. Because they only sell them for like a couple bucks. Hey, New York retailing. Speaking of New York retail, <laughs> hey, right. Rob, I looked, I searched, I rambled all over the country, and I found, I know that you had a difficult time with it, but I found somebody who could actually beat Wayne Anderson. Got and, him on the line with us. And what? Ragging on me on a microphone or <laughs> well, welcome driving? back, <laughs> well, welcome, welcome back to Inside Florida Racing, uh, Anthony Campy. How you doing, man? How's it going? It's going hey, good. Hey, Anthony, welcome to the show tonight. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so it's been a while, but uh, you're back racing uh, super late models, late models. Uh, what's the deal, man? You uh, you won uh, what last week? A uh, week ago, this past Saturday at uh, DeSoto. Yep, it was a pretty good race. You know, it was about like my 10th super late model race, and we were just pleased to have already won already, you know, this quick. So everything's good. <laughs> so uh, what happened? You you won. Did you beat Wayne Anderson? Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we qualified fourth, but, I mean, then they uh, inverted fourth. So we started on the pole, and he started outside, and we just took the lead on lap one and just led all the laps. Oh, all so right. was but, but there... But did he challenge you a lot during the race? Uh, on the start, he did. I mean, we were having trouble getting started. It took us about four times before we actually got the initial start off. And then once we did, he ran on the outside for about four laps. And then from there, you know, it was about one or two car lanes the whole race. Wow. Well, what, what issues were you guys having in trying to get the start off? Uh, well, you know, I mean, one like the first one they said I jumped the start. You guys have one, you know. He, you know, jumped it a little bit, and then the third one, I it was fine, but I guess he missed the shift or something, so it looked like I jumped it, you know, mm -hmm. so, you know, just a bunch of little stuff, but it was fine. Well, that sounds good. Uh, what else is going on, Anthony? Uh, what are you going to be racing uh, the rest of the season, uh, and where, you know? Oh, uh, well, this year we're just going to finish out at DeSoto, since there's about, like, three or four more races left and then uh next year we'll probably run some touring races and at DeSoto and just some local stuff all around well, all right that sounds great um who's your sponsors besides uh, royalties we have royalties <laughs> <laughs> uh mcdonald plumbing waterside realty mf chassis uh extreme racing suspension um, Campy Co, VIP Pools, and we're definitely looking for a, a new major sponsor on the car. <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel so old because I knew your dad when he raced go-karts 
That was a long time ago. Yeah, he's been racing for a while and with my grandpa, <laughs> too. That was a long time ago when your grandfather used to be out there watching him race go-karts. You wasn't around yet. Nope. But uh, I know he used to love racing. I, I know your grandfather definitely loves watching you race out there. Yeah, I mean, it's like a whole family thing. Everybody comes out, you know, my grandpa, my dad, you know, some friends, you know, and that's basically it. Well, that sounds good. I hope that uh, you continue winning. How many races have you won this year? Uh, just one. This was our first one in a late model since the, since the wind's in the truck. So hopefully we can win the rest of them at DeSoto this year. Now, you're running a Super, right? Yeah. How long have you been running the Super? Uh, well, it's been uh, 10 races at DeSoto, and then... We had two races previous with ASA, so we've had like about like twelve or thirteen late model starts since the trucks. So, so I guess you're really loving that. I mean, late models like driving a Cadillac. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's a lot harder than the trucks, but you know, you get used to it after a while. No, Rob, have you ever raced against Anthony? No, not against Anthony. Um, I, I, it's funny that you said that. You think that the late models harder than the trucks? I. I think that the uh, now the supers seem to be a little easier with the horsepower. You know, it would seem to me. Now, I've never actually raced in the truck series mm-hmm. that they have today, with the way that they have the rules today. It seems like in the trucks, those would be harder to race because of the momentum deal. Uh, sort of. I mean, you know, the trucks is sort of like a go kart where you just keep the momentum up the whole time, and you got to be a little bit more smooth. But with the late models, the only thing hard about the horsepower is, you know lap you know 30 or 40 when your tires aren't getting traction that it gets real it feels like you're on ice the last you know 100 laps of the race so you really got to you know just act like there's an egg on the throttle the first you know 100 laps trying not to burn off the back tires yeah i hear you we have somebody that wants to talk to anthony so what we're going to do anthony's we're going to put you on hold for a few minutes i'm sure rob and cc you guys have some uh some other race reports things to talk about for just a minute while we uh well, we'll put him on hold for oh, a minute. Okay. Hang on there, guy. Okay, okay. Let me get let's to my race here. reports. Hold on a second. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm checking. I want the... to talk about. Uh, let's see. Oh, let's go to Herb Newman and winning another late model race. Uh, okay. Citrus County Speedway. Uh, I could run over uh, some of the finishes there. Herb Newman winning in the late models. Um, sportsman Bobby Irvin. Street stock feature went to uh, Tommy Smith. Many stocks went to George Newman. George always wins out there. Four-cylinder bomber feature went to Tim. How do you say that? Scalese? Sounds right. Tough name. Sounds like a cop name. <laughs> Pure stock feature, Richie Smith. Man, they run a lot of classes out there. And they had a little, uh, what do they have? TQ Midget feature. 20 laps. Michael Belsner. Wow, they ran a lot of features out there. All right, we're back with... Uh, and had a drifting exhibition that was going on. Are you bothering me again, Yeah, I'm Jeff? bothering you again. And we're, ba- we're back with Anthony Camping, and we have uh, a special guest on the line. Go ahead. Anthony. Yeah. Congratulations on your win, man. Thanks. It's Ronnie Sims with Fast Truck. Ronnie Sims. <laughs> hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Welcome to the Anthony's show. a Fast Truck alumni. Is that our sexy flag lady that was uh, with us Saturday night? It, it, are you allowed to <laughs> yeah. say flag lady? Yes, that's me. And you did a great job. Thank you. I had lots of fun. 
Hey, now I thought we got you on the air to talk to uh, to, to Anthony here. <laughs> I just want to talk to Cece, bro. Everybody, Jack. <laughs> well, what's up, Ronnie? You're not even going to say hi to me. But, uh, hey, Rob. What's up? Hey, what's going on? So, so Anthony, how did uh, how did your experience in the trucks uh, prepare you for the late model game? Oh well, you know, it just started off, you know, real hard in the trucks because you know, going from a legend car or something like that to a full body stock car was hard, you know, and helped me figure out, you know, what my boundaries are and limits with, you know, how big a stock car is compared to something smaller, and you know, how where the front nose is in the rear, and you know. Just every, just like the basic fundamentals on how to drive before you know moving into something that takes a lot of um, you know experience to do. So sort of got all the you know tearing up stuff and you know wrecking stuff out of the way. So because we haven't really had to spend a lot of money on repairs yet in the car. <laughs> hey Rob. Yeah. He's also one of our past fast truck champions. Yeah, that's what I uh, understand. I was talking to him about. Uh you know, his racing families comes from a family that really loves racing and been working at it a long time, and he's been working at it too. So I've kind of watched him race, you know, uh, quite a bit as the times have gone by. And, uh, you know, there's a lot to what he says there. I remember when I got out of racing go-karts and started racing cars, I got into a street stock before I got late models. And um, I remember uh, it took me a few races to get the, the, the go-kart out of me because the go-karts were so short. Uh, as a matter of fact, I had to spend some money before I got the go-kart out of me because I hit the, got knocked into the wall a couple times trying to shoot gaps that weren't there. <laughs> well, so, Anthony, if you if you want to get in a truck this weekend, we're going to have a bunch of them at uh, Charlotte County this weekend. Yeah. And, and I, I'll try to find one for you to get in. Sounds good. <laughs> Man, oh, he, that'll be fun. He must really like you because he's never <laughs> offered that to me, ever. <laughs> Of course, I, I've never been able to beat Wayne Anderson, so you've done something I haven't done. So you deserve that chance to drive that truck. It, it, <laughs> I tell you, Anthony and uh, uh, Mario and, and Mario's dad are, are great people. They're just a great family to uh, be around and uh, watch them race. Yeah, um, is your dad listening to this tonight? Uh, no, he's actually. I'm actually out in the shop right now, and he is too. And uh, we're just working on the car, getting ready for the next race. So. Yeah, this, I'll listen to it later. Uh, just tell him this guy that you're talking to says he used to race go-karts back when you raced them at Gulf Coast Cartway in Sarasota. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Those are long, long time ago. But uh, that was one of the things I always, like, like I said, I remember because I always used to talk to your grandfather out there. He was always a real talkable person. And uh, since you've been racing, I talk to him every now and then when I see him at the racetrack. I don't see your dad out there much. If I saw him, I'd talk to him. Yeah, he's usually under the car or in the trailer, up on the stands or doing something. He's never sitting around, so you <laughs> probably never see him. Yeah, well, you know, it definitely helps having uh, the father there helping you out and all the support. You know, uh, it's tough to do by yourself. Now, let me ask you, uh, how old are you now? 17. Are you getting more into working on the car? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're out here, you know, every night, most of the time, you know, until from like 5 to 10 o'clock at night just doing you know, whatever we need to do, and just trying to learn as much as possible. Yeah, it's important, man, because the cars and the stuff changes so much all the time, and, you know, I like to hear when you young drivers are, are involved in working on the car because I think it makes you so much a better racer, you know. What what kind of uh, future plans do you have? Uh, obviously, sponsors always uh, 
have uh, you know something to do with uh, where we go in our future. But what kind? What would you like to do in your future? Well, I mean, we're having you know a lot of fun doing this, and you know, um, right now it's just running late models, you know, super late models around DeSoto, and probably some fast car stuff next year, and maybe some uh, Georgia races. But I mean, other than that, that's the plan for right now until unless something else comes along. Now, Anthony, are you still in school? Yeah, I'm a senior at uh, Cardinal Mooney High School in Sarasota. Ah, uh, this is the big, exciting year for you. Yeah, going to uh, finish up and then move off to college. <laughs> and what are you planning to study? Uh, probably get a degree in uh, business. Sounds like a smart thing to get. Yeah. That way you can, when you make all the big money in racing, you can manage it yourself. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> if I had a chance to go back to college, I think I'd try to get a degree in aviation. Well, yes, because you're you're a pilot I just at fly. heart. You want to fly. You're a pilot at heart, Rob. I always look back and say, man, I could have done it a lot easier when I was you younger. You can take lessons down at I the know. airport. Cost money, though. That's right. Most things in life do. And Rob, I'd want to fast truck. We teach you how to fly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, big fast truck race next week. Yeah, we've got uh, another leg of the uh, Florida State Championship uh, this Saturday night at uh, Charlotte County. Uh, we'll practice on Friday night from 5 to 10, and then again Saturday morning from uh, uh, 9 a.m. the uh, gates open. Ronnie. We're, looking for, we're looking for a big, big crowd this weekend. We've got two confirmed sponsors or possible sponsors that's going to be there to watch the uh, uh, truck action. Both companies have been heavily involved in motorsports before, so... Everybody bring their trucks. Those sponsors got some advertising money. You really want some people there? Yes, sir. All right. Well, I'm going to have CC get a hold of you personally and see if you guys can't work something like that out. Yeah, well, we can do something on Kicks Country. Get some people there, man. Need some people there to watch these people race. Need, need the trucks and need the fans out there uh, this Saturday night. Trucks, okay, man. Ronnie. I want to tell you, Ronnie, we'll you've talk. done a good job since you stepped back in there because I tell you, the truck truck, truck counts have been up. Truck races are looking better and... Uh, Keep calling those racers, man. That's important that you call every one of those guys and talk to them about bringing their trucks, man. I call everybody personally. And, uh, Anthony, sounds like you need to show up and drive one of them trucks next week if you're not doing anything. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, I don't know what the deal is, but, you know, whenever I can get in something, it's always fun just to to race. But I definitely wanted to uh, call again and uh, tell you congratulations on your first late model win. Uh... You were a champion with us, and I know you're going to uh, always be a champion. Yeah, hopefully we can get a championship here soon. I mean, we haven't been running for one, but next year we'll probably find some point series to race for. But I, uh, I know you can do it, buddy. Thanks. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us this evening, and congratulations again from all of us at Inside Florida Racing, Anthony, for your big first win, and we're sure that it's uh, you have many more down the road coming towards you. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, was, it was a real good night, you know. Just thanks for having me. All right. Thanks so much. Take it easy, Anthony. All right. Take it easy, Ronnie. Thank Bye, you, Ronnie. Man. Bye, Anthony. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it. Anthony can't be getting his first uh, late model win, super late model win. And beating, he beat uh, Wayne Mike. Anderson. Hey, he beat the best. He beat one of the best. That's all I can say. That's good. Way to go. That's It's got to be a great feeling when you start – on the pole and you lead the whole race never had that feeling in a late model i have in other cars but not in a late model yeah let me go to break now
Good. Let's go to break, and uh, we'll be back. We have a great lineup this evening. Please uh, stick around, and we'll be back with Inside Florida Racing. The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Salute you, Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Every year, you assemble your closest friends to prepare for another season in the knockdown, dragout world of make believe football. Fourth and inches. You were born with the one skill every manager needs to play fantasy football. Absolutely no skill playing real football. Not so good at catching. Imaginary catches, imaginary touchdowns. Next up, an imaginary score with an imaginary woman. Good imagination. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh Swami of the sidelines. You may come in dead last. But you've established but yourself at East Bay, obviously, with given us. that uh, you've Mr. been there a while. You've been very successful there. Bud Light what do you see some of the changes, good and bad, that you've seen over the years at East Bay and in, and in racing in general? Uh, well, uh, as far as East Bay is concerned, better bathrooms, better safety equipment, uh, better safety crew. I mean, uh, you know, there were some chances that were taken before. I mean, we had a spring car wreck this Friday night. Man. Lucky anyone who walked out of it, I think you were there to see it. Right? Yeah, that was scary. Well, well actually, you put me in the pace truck with last. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, maybe the best place to keep breaking in the pace truck. But, I mean, you with know, the, the improvements in safety, uh, you know, the uh, listening to the drivers a little more, you see a lot of changes, the positive happening, and, uh, you know, it's just that uh, racing is evolving. The negative, you see, is the onslaught of Winston Cup, of VCRs, of TVs, of the... Uh, you know, uh, computers at home and uh, everything else, and other families having a different way of life. We were all talking about that. That seems like only Saturday night racing works in Florida. All of us have tried Friday night racing, Sunday racing, and no matter who the sanctioning body is we bring in or what we do to it. And the point is, John said, a lot of racing today is not just racing. It's the same old, same old. Right. Uh, where if you go to Winston Cup race, that's why it's successful. It's not there every week. But they come in. Uh, and, you know, it's like, okay, if we don't make the solo this week, we'll make it next week. If we don't catch East Bay this week, we'll catch it next week. And that's why, you know, we as track promoters have to do a lot more for our drivers, for our fans, and for everybody. And we got to build a, ma- a better mousetrap. Uh, most definitely. That's what we're all talking about here tonight, about doing something better and working with, uh, quite obviously, the only common link between every racetrack going here and everyone sitting in this room is Carnac.com. You know, and, and uh, your people's attitude and all. And one of the things that we all discussed here is your message board. As much as a lot of people like it, listen to it, there's pluses and minuses to it. That's somewhere there has to be a positive message board where people sign their name and all because 
yes, it's a lot of fun, and the complainers are on there, and the whiners, and some of these people do make sense. I mean, even today, a couple of things that came on, we decided to change the rules for our mini stock race. Mer, that's former, that's former owner of East Bay Raceway Park, uh, Stan Colin, talking you know, about the, you know, at a like promoters' meeting that we arranged um, back in 2001, and he's talking about, uh, we'll play that sometime later. He was talking about uh, promotion and all that stuff, and it was amazing mm-hmm. because I was listening to that today. And all the things that he was saying that we needed to do in 2001, you know, getting it done on a regular basis, man, is just, it just doesn't seem to get happening, you know. It fits and starts. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, um, we're going up to East Bay this Saturday. United Dirt Laid Model Challenge Series is going to be running there. Going to go up there. And they've been doing promotion. TV. For their TV. Um, they're buying radio on Kicks Country. Um, they've done some other forms of promotion um, to have a good turnout. They do radio in the Tampa area. Yes, they do. They do TV and radio up in the Tampa area. Then they wanted to do radio down here, um, uh, Sarasota, Bradenton, Charlotte County, to because we've been exposed down here to the United Dirt Laid Model Challenge Series when they battled it out on the blacktop. Well, and, of course, East Bay, this will be the, the return engagement there, and it's uh, – They've upped the purse uh, to the winner's share. I know is up to four thousand dollars for this race coming up. So uh, it'll be some. It'll be a great race. Oh, I'm looking forward you know to that, it. That, Later tonight, we're going to have Jackie Nosrich on. That uh, channel that you're on, ninety-two point nine. It yeah. goes all the way to uh, Tampa. No oh, problem. Absolutely. It, it does, absolutely. but and it does. But you, when you want for them to want to focus, you know, and to get people from the south to come, they need to. The folk, you know, that's where we really step in. That's where we're, we're stronger for them. Sarasota, Bradenton, Charlotte County, DeSoto County. But they, uh, at DeSoto Speedway, Super Speedway, they have a, a guy named Tom Blakely who's been, uh, he, Rob mentioned him earlier, has been writing uh, articles and doing some things to, to help uh, promote that speedway, especially the drivers. And uh, we have Troy Theme with us tonight, his first time on Inside Florida Racing. Um Troy's one of the drivers that races out there in the pure stock. He's got quite a story. He started racing out there a long ago. And as we were talking mm-hmm. about the economy and how, you know, I don't know if it had anything to do with Troy's decision, but he got out of stock car racing for a long time, and he's back at it. Welcome to the show, Troy. Thank you. For, uh, glad to be here. Welcome, Troy. It's nice to have you with us. Um, I think it would be a good thing to do, since this is your first time on Inside Florida Racing, Troy, if you could just... Take a few minutes and just really um, give the listeners a good background uh, of your racing history and let us all know a little bit about who you are. Just the facts, Troy. Just the facts. <laughs> no exaggerations, please. Uh, I appreciate it. No, it's just nice being on here. Um, I just uh, uh, race kind of from BMX to everything, and dirt bikes to cars, pretty much on and off all my life. Um, been in um, quite a... Uh, Ran here in the Oval on DeSoto Speedway back in the early 90s and had a little success in the uh, Bomber Division and some of the pure stock. Won the Bomber Champion, um, Jip, but uh, got in some drag racing for a while in the Harleys. Uh, I worked for a roster at Holly Davidson, and um, I'm a technician over there and always been fascinated with Harleys, just the same, and done a lot of uh, racing with them and, um, and uh, success with it, but... Uh, Kind of really wanted to get back into the oval racing, and it drove me a lot just to uh, get myself to do that and put myself in the opportunity to get back in the car again and put one together and go on out there in the smaller divisions, the pure stock divisions, but uh, uh, really having a good time uh, 
some bad luck, but uh, we uh, they all have it, and we get it every once in a while. And uh, but we're overcoming it, and just just out there, just have a good time and uh, enjoying the rest of the season that we're doing right now, and uh, and trying to pay for the bills that it takes to cost us to run a pure stock division. But uh, um, looking for the sponsors every time we can around any corner. Um, but we are just trying to uh, make it work. Now, when you originally took a break from racing on the oval, what was the the, the biggest factor there? Um, probably at the time that uh, the backing and the help, um, and we had some success success, and it was really good. But uh, it took me out kind of quick because of the, the help, probably the most that I needed. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, the money is always, um, when you only make so much, it's kind of hard to get the backing. But we had some success at it, so it didn't bring a lot of sponsor back, a lot of backing with me. And uh, it just takes yourself to get back in determination to do it um, and want to prove that you can get back into it and do it. Uh, at the time, I was out, and it was just uh, job-wise, and I went off out of state working for a little bit and then uh, came back and... Uh, started uh, on Harley's um, a decade ago, and it kind of just uh, went with that, which I was really good at taking my own bike onto the drag strip, and I won, and I won a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, but a good, a good amount of races in it. And I said, well, why don't you just do this for a while? So, but uh, it's kind of one of them where, you know, you like uh, other stuff, too, and uh, and it's uh, fun to get back into it uh, with the oval, just to back again, and to prove that you can't do it, since we did have a nice finally got a win saturday night um congratulations team, thank you uh just back into uh doing it again and uh and once again to help the people that are backing you and uh there's a guy by the name of rich mclaughlin uh really helped me out circle track racing he's just been backing me 100 percent and helped me when especially when we had the car going and i wadded up into a wall in turn two and it's taken a little bit to just get back in line again but uh, we seem to be on that right track and, and it proved it saturday night now, how are your car counts on average up at DeSoto for your class? It's been on and off. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can tell that it's in the economy that it's hurt a little bit. Um, and at one time in the summer, we were down to like six cars. Um, but it's drawn back up to 15, then back to 11. And somewhere right around there in the, in the 11 to 10 to 12 mm-hmm. uh, group in our class. Um and then um, you can see in a lot of other divisions, you see it hurting. Um, that uh, that in 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 every track across the state and everywhere. Um, so it, it has got brought us to so much. I remember being back in the where I was running in the nineties, and uh, we had you know close to thirty cars uh, in all the divisions, a lot of the divisions. And, uh, so, but, uh, and it's a shame that we, that we're not at that point once again and and hopefully you know down the road things are going to change and and uh more few people will be able to get back out there and build themselves gas will have cars. to go back down to about yep. two dollars a gallon and then oh right then, well then, then unfortunately that's never going to happen yeah i know it, it could tough. find a different way to you know, It'd be great if it vehicles. could. Then I wouldn't have to be considering trading in my nice big old pickup well, truck for something more. that's the difference between the '90s and now. When he's talking about the '90s and now, you're talking about you know a dollar fifty to a dollar seventy-five difference in the price of gas from mm-hmm. the '90s to now. So, and that translates to 
you know, twice as much when it comes to racing fuel and all the tires just for food. If you think about it, you can't go anywhere and eat today for less than eight dollars. Well, yeah, unless not you eat any no, kind no, of no, meal. Know, you can go know, to McDonald's. I, know, no, no, no. I don't consider I that mean. eating. McDonald's no. is always going to have their dollar yeah. crap that you shouldn't even be eating. Oh, I know, but I know quite a few people that live How off the dollar menu. You? How <laughs> dare you talk about <laughs> about what? Ronald and his about that you shouldn't be you eating know, that there's crap. There's kids that, that listen to our show. It's all propaganda. They want kids to go there and get God, fat. They, they do have good salads at McDonald's, out. though. Come on. They have a good oriental salad. Yes, they do. It is tough. I mean, it is tough. I mean, you look at it, uh, anything that we do, I'll go up to it. It's like, yeah. So uh, it's just a matter of uh, uh, people's businesses that are slowing down because of it. And they don't bring this sponsor to them. The, uh, and, and we know sponsorship's hey, tough, man. Right construction now, construction needs to get money. back going. That will that I think if construction got going good again in Southwest Florida, we would see an increase of cars. You don't want to hear it, though. You need to have a hurricane for that to happen. Oh, I in know Florida. that's true. We need to have like a, a cat These people two are hurricane. dug in like Alabama ticks in Florida. They're not going to spend any money on their houses until it no, falls no. apart. We really it, it needs to be like a, a cat too. It's always been that way. It's always been that way. People never want to work on their houses until something's wrong. Port Troy. Charlotte, Port Charlotte and Ponte Gorda, since that hurricane came through here, everybody's house is nice and it's rebuilt. Everything's great. Now there's no business again. Mm-hmm. So what do we need? Good hurricane. Only about a Category 2. That will do. What do you think, Troy? Uh, that's tough. You know, that's uh, true. And that's what rebuilds everything. And they say the same as war, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we can improve off of what we overcome. Yeah, good war is great for the economy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> See what it's done to ours. I'll take I'll take the hurricane instead of All the right, war. Which, thank you. Which was harder to win, the championship at the uh, yeah. uh, at at DeSoto in the nineties or or uh, on the uh, straight track there? Um, uh, I, I definitely DeSoto, probably. Most aspects, uh, it's it's definitely a war out there um, when you're on the track with you know the people that you get along with and whatever. It's still it's still a race. It's still an oval. It's still fenders rubbing and tempers flaring. The biggest uh, difference, like he said, you don't have thirty cars there. That's all. Right, 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 right. Uh, even yeah, even still, so this, you know, even out there right now, it's tempers flare. <laughs> Things go on. And you watch it, and you can watch it go by, and, you, and you're part of it. And you just, you know, to a certain degree, you just got to be, uh, watch what you do. So that part hasn't changed a bit, huh? No. It's, I mean, there is a lot of um, respect out there. There's a lot of people, because it has, it's lowered, and everybody respects what's going on out there. Um, but that you still have that thrill, and, and that still goes on, and especially in the Oval. Um it, it, it's been a continuous thing no matter what. Now, was it more economical um, racing the Harley? I would I would think that you didn't you wouldn't need as much of a support crew and it wouldn't be as expensive. Right. Yeah, it was. Um, except for traveling to when I ran um, um, the HRA uh, Harley all the Harley Drive Racing Association. Uh, it uh, traveled to the state running that uh, the whole championship series it, it costs a lot of money mm-hmm. but when you run here local it's kind of nice uh, yeah it's just uh, but even for the local racing um, 
just running the bike here was cheaper than riding the car. So it doesn't help when you wreck the car and it costs a lot to put it back together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you run uh, your bike and stuff, you, you you ran around all over the place to try to get contingency awards, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, it. Uh, it's uh, a circuit that they have across the United States. And uh, it's been a few years since I ran it. I've taken a few years off since then. And then uh, just have jumped back into the cars here this last year. You know, guys don't realize it, but in oval track racing, if you pursue it with certain manufacturers out there, you can get contingency stuff um, through oval track racing as well. You just need to keep your car looking nice and run their stickers. But Right, right, right. It's not as prevalent as it is in drag racing, especially if you're drag racing a bike like a Harley or something like that. But, you know, you got to have uh, I mean, I did drag racing, too, not on a motorcycle, but I always had much more fun or you know much more fun on the oval racing because the race has always lasted longer <laughs> well that's it you know as also you know it's a blast running the drags uh have a good time when with the people i go up against and run against but yeah it's, it's over you know i you know 11 second bike i have it's a nice fat boy harley and um it, it was just that consistent though and uh, uh it was bracket racing and and it was just uh, but a good time do you know mike ferris yeah. 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 Did you race against him? Excuse me? Did you race against him? No, he runs the big boy. Yeah. Yeah, he used to. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a champion, I guess. Yeah. Deal. He was uh, great, and I uh, used to watch him, and, um, and he watched me, and we, we all knew, a lot of people, all of us knew each other. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I loved running over there and the camaraderie of the people over there. The only thing I'll say, the drags, those guys got, they put a lot into it because they're there at, at nine o'clock in the morning, and they're still there at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's crazy. It's an all-day thing. Yeah, that's a that's another great thing about uh, the circle track racing. It's uh, only X amount of time. You ain't got to spend that many hours there. Well, Troy, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us here on Inside Florida Racing, and congratulations on your win on uh, Saturday night. Guys, I thank you very much for having me on. No problem, and uh, I hope your future is bright. Thank you. All right. Talk to you, Troy. Bye. I do want to say something out there. Wayne Jefferson, I'm sorry for all the dissertation that I gave you before about not hanging out because the reason why I see why you didn't hang out because your name is at the top of the open wheel modified. You won the race on Saturday night. He got up. In DeSoto. I know I should be beaten up, beaten with a stick, wrapped in plastic. I'm no good. I'm sorry, Wayne. Well, now you had Wayne, Wayne Anderson. If you want, Wayne, call in if you now, want me to be. If I'll beat Rob for yeah. you. I'd be more than happy to do it for you, buddy. First, first you make uh, make uh, Anderson Wayne mad. Now you've made Jefferson Wayne mad. Nah, neither one of the Waynes are mad. I know that uh, Jefferson. You did a good job finishing third and hopping in your vehicle and getting down to Desoto and finishing first in uh, that race. You know, hey, keep doing stuff like that, son, and. You'll be our driver of the month. Because he hasn't been our driver of the month yet, has he? Nope. Yeah. No, and I'll tell you, if there's a guy that deserves it, Wayne Jefferson certainly does. Are we taking a break? Is that what we're doing? We might. We might. Folks, we're going to take a break. We want to? Okay. We want to. We want to. We want to take a break. You're listening The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. USA.
NASCARNAC.com, your online racing community since 1997. Lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Karnak.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done. Salute you, Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Every year, you assemble your closest friends to prepare for another season in the knockdown, drag out world of make believe football. Fourth and inches. You were born with the one skill every manager needs to play fantasy football. Absolutely no skill playing real football. Not so good at catching. Imaginary catches, imaginary touchdowns. Next up, an imaginary score with an imaginary woman. Good imagination. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh Swami of the sidelines. You may come in dead last. Well, but you're you know, always uh, first uh, with well, us. I, I hate to say it, but I've been around forever and I'm getting a different Bud Light beer than I had when I was Missouri. Wide open racing, but if all the racers would just understand that these racetracks, in order for us to keep them, they need your support. They need you when you, uh, the weeks that you're not racing, they need you to go watch the races. And I, I, I just see so many of the racers giving the racetracks a hard time instead of giving them the support that the racetracks need. And you just got to understand, without our support, we're, uh, we're cutting our nose off the spider face. We, we, you know, we go and try to fight against the racetrack, and, and in essence, you're fighting against yourself because once that racetrack's gone, you've only hurt yourself. So uh, I've got a lot of racetracks where I'm not nuts about the promoter, and I'm not nuts about who owns it, but I would still like to support it. Uh, and it just, you just get so, it, I, I just see the, the support dwindling away. back from the big break you're listening inside florida racing with uh rob elting here and cc brooks right here that's her and also uh in the house uh all the sound effects and everything that you hear um <laughs> both of <laughs> go them go ahead do it you want to do it uh, jack okay. smith uh appreciate him uh putting this out on the air it's his talent that actually get this yeah, out on the air okay, now we own itunes your mic's Turn not your mic on. on he just hasn't figured out his mic button yet <laughs> He can just figure out a mic button. 
He can do everything. Well, else. I turn it off so that you don't hear me cussing off the air, on the air, <laughs> off the air, like I normally do. You know, that's why I do. That. He gets frustrated. I wish with us. that we had a video camera in here, folks. You, you want to set up a webcam? See, really, the jumping around and stuff that goes on here, and the diving around that me and Cece have and to do silliness. to avoid. Um, iTunes. 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 We are now up on iTunes. We're um, we're up on iTunes. I don't know if it's showing up yet. We are all set up, and if it's not, it will be this week. They said. And so week. weekly, you'll you will post a new yep. show, and people can okay. subscribe to the yeah. feed. A couple of different feeds there. You can download. If they go iPod. to iTunes, can they search it under Inside Florida Racing? I'm not sure how it works because you guys know more about iTunes than me. No, you I should don't. be able I don't to have an search. IPod. You should be able to search on by Inside Florida Racing. I don't have an iPod. And actually, you know, I'll mess around with it when I get home because so, i got to update my iPod anyway. We want to – I think I don't we even have an – Go ahead. An H-Pod yet. Look what I Aw, baby. I, I, I got one of these like about a year and a half ago. This is a um, – so A little MP3 player. This is a player. Zen creative Z-pad. clone Z-pod. Z-Pod thing. <laughs> Z-pod. That, it holds about like 20 shows. I got this so that I could listen to our shows – while I'm in the road on the car, mm-hmm. so that, you know, because that's a good thing to do, so we can see how bad we stink, you know? So, um, I prefer uh, not to know. Hey, 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 I got to tell you, we got you said something about Wayne Jefferson going up to DeSoto Speedway and win, winning the modified race, right? Well, you know, Bobby Deal, once again, he should be acknowledged a little bit because it, he was doing a good thing there. They arranged to have those races at Charlotte County, the modified races, early in mm-hmm. the night. So that that could happen. Yeah. And a bunch of them guys jumped in their trailers with their modifieds right after uh, the race was over. And headed up to DeSoto. And Wayne went up there and won. And Bobby Deal helped make that possible. And we think that that's a good thing. Most racetrack people, owner, promoters, will work with guys like that if if the drivers. And I think it's one of the keys to keep the excitement and to keep the car counts up and working together. Yes. It's not a hard thing to do. Who was the young man who made a fool of himself at Ocala Speedway and got taken to jail? Do you remember his name? No, but I no, talked I to don't. Wildchild about him. He's got all kinds of charges. Well, he's been, the owners have got together, and he's been, like, permanently lifetime banned from all the tracks. Wow. Dirt tracks, anyway. That's amazing. That's the first time I've ever heard of that happening. Yeah. Well, I thought there was enough people that didn't like Wildchild out there that they just let that kind of just go by. I like Wildchild. He was so sweet. Let me go climb up in his flag oh, stand CC with him. Oh, and you're climbing up in the stand. I'm talking about the drivers. I like him, but Bonehead, uh, not Bonehead, Bone, Bone Man, Man sent us an email, and you read it, right? Yeah. He talked to us about uh, getting in touch with drivers. Did you already talk about this tonight? We, not, a little bit, a little bit. You've I talked right about here. how we, over the next several weeks, we'd probably be talking about promotions and, <laughs> promotions and and advertising the difficulty that some drivers are experiencing with the economy and how some guys just have had to stop racing. Yes. Yeah. What do you think, Rob? Well, do you think it's pretty prevalent? I'm, I'm, I'm so lost over here in this Firefox thing, trying to, trying to read Jane Smith's story about Lake City, what happened up there, and these. Super late model Sunbelt thing. To read some more about it. Who won? Uh, let me guess. Colangelo. Did Colangelo win? Yeah. He hadn't won yet. They finally got one in. That's been two races of rainouts up there. In oh Lake yeah, City Lake City. Yeah, it was Jer- Jeremy. Colangelo finally won. He's leading the points, but he finally won the race. So his first Sunbelt race. Yeah, we talked to him just not long ago. He's killing them. 
He's going to win those he points for sure. Who's on the phone? Who is it? Mr. Jeff Thurman from South Florida. Jeff Thurman, I know him. Put him behind the wheel of a truck. He's a crazy man. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Jeff. Oh, thank you. What's up, Jeff? Bonehead here, man. What's happening? Hey, buddy. Good, good. Now, I haven't seen you out at the racetrack for a while. Well, things are kind of tight, you know. you got your own business, and racing's a luxury. Yeah, that's true. Now, uh, truck's sitting there, truck's sitting there on go. We just need somebody to buy the gas and put some tires on it. We can go drive it and put their name all over the side of it. Now, that's getting to be harder and harder, isn't it? Yes, it is. Now, have you been trying? or? Well, I've been asking a little bit, but not really. I was you, know, gonna... I figured, you know, I've always done it myself, but just sponsoring myself, really, really never tried to with the truck to put his name on the side of it, so... Now, Jeff, you know if you put a business's name on the side of there and you've got sponsors, do you know you actually have to come to the racetrack early and be there all night? You just well, can't show up for the race and win the race and go home. <laughs> <laughs> There's schmoozing involved. That's a mind game you got to play with the fellas when you show up at 6.15 for a 6.30 heat race. <laughs> and then win it. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what you're supposed to do, right? You yeah. work race car at home, not at the racetrack. I think that the uh, guys in the figure eight class are probably glad that you're not actually out there racing right that's now. That's what's really bothering me, because that's where I really like to go racing. Folks, I don't know if any of you have seen Jeff Thurman in his truck go run the figure eights, but now, I remember talking, they did it with a boat. I remember they did it dragging a boat around. Are and we talking, hold on, are we talking thunder truck, fast truck? Thunder truck. Thunder truck. Mm-hmm. He ran in the, uh, in the when they did the figure eight boats over there one night. and uh, Where? At Charlotte, and uh, put on a heck of a show. You could hear him. This guy, you can hear him in the truck when he's driving around the track. <laughs> you can hear him yelling and screaming in there. <laughs> it kind of gets into it. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. Well, we're just trying to have fun. You know, I, you know, this road rage, you pay to have road rage. The way I look at it. Honestly. Truck driving, if you can, haul, like you can holler at them. Yeah. They can't hear you, but you can hear yourself. Yeah. It makes you feel better. It's all part of the fun of being out there. Exactly. Um, you know, and so you have the truck. It's ready oh, to yeah. go. Yes. So basically you're just looking for somebody to make sure you have gas, tires, entry right. money well, so you well, can cut. Here's, here's, here's the situation I'm in. The time I go, I take my son or my daughter or my wife. If all three of us go, it's $100 before we leave the house. So mm-hmm. how much do you need? What do you need? One fifty. Entry fee. Me and me all. Me and my family get in the pit. You need one hundred and fifty bucks, and you'll go race. Well, then we got to stop at this store and put fuel in it. You got to buy ice. You got to buy some Gatorade, some water, and hope you don't tear the tires and the wheels off of it when you're there. Well, I'm trying to help you out to get a little sponsor money for you. I'm trying to figure out exactly like how much, a, a how, much how much, how much you would need, need to come out and if race in a figure eight race. If someone could, if someone would come up with a hundred dollars every week that I wanted to race, we could go race. Right, oh, that would put you back in the thunder truck class. Yes. Now hold oh. on a second. Hold on. It's a hundred bucks. This is kind of an important thing. Yeah, I, I brought this up earlier in the show because I, you know, they've they've been running a track tire on the trucks, and uh, James Wright told me the other day that there'd be more trucks there if they run a DOT tire. Is that true? I, you know, personally. I don't think so because if I could afford if I could afford tire, I would rather run the, the spec tire because the DOT tires that I run cost me one hundred twenty dollars a piece. There you go. I go buy a brand new DOT tire, and I'm going to tell all the other truck drivers what tire I buy, of course. But the, then I go spend ten dollars to have it cut, so I spend one hundred and thirty dollars on a 
DOT tire where I could go buy a track tire for Six, 75 bucks or whatever it is. $75. I would rather run the, the track tire, and then in turn, that helps the track out too. Now, and, and here's the deal, what I said, and, and tell me if I'm right or wrong. Um, say a guy like you figures out where to get these good tires, and everybody wants them because you have them and you're out there winning, then you become the tire man, right? Right. So you, in essence, are making the money on the tires or whatever, and the track who needs let me get this straight, everybody listening out there. The track needs to make money on every item that they sell or they're not going to be there. So whether you're a racer, whether you're somebody buying hot dogs and hamburgers, yes, the track, it's going to be more expensive than at the grocery store. But you just brought up a great point that I've been trying to push to people they don't understand. You got some guys out there that's going to put a twenty dollar tire on their truck. Are they going to exactly. win? Are they going to win with that twenty dollar tire? No, no. You can't go to the junkyard and buy a twenty dollar tire. You can, and you can go ride around. That's the difference. That's why I don't go. Because most of the fellas they want to go buy a twenty dollar tire. If you want to go up front, you need to spend a little bit of money. And there's, I, and I would rather buy the track tire. That way, everybody's equal. I would rather go out there and outrun them on the same tire than outrun them because I spent well, I don't want to outrun them because I spent more money. I want to outrun them because I can drive that. Well, this doesn't have anything to do with, you know, whether you can afford the race or it's in the budget or not, but let me ask you, this tire thing, these guys have been arguing about this all year, and, and it's kind of like sort of represents the arguments that go on all over the state at racetracks all over the place about tires and different things like this. Now, I've sat and listened to the other night. I was listening to some guys down there in the, in the cafeteria talking to Gary LaPlante about the the tire deal and you know you got one group of guys saying the other you got one group of guys saying another and you got four cars out on the four trucks out on the track racing i mean i don't think it's the tires that's causing everybody not to show up thank you so that's what i was getting to to what is the reason they're not showing up for real hold on it takes takes a couple of three hundred dollars if you look at it every night you go racing that's where it's there. I change the oil on my truck every three races. It takes $50. Now, you split that's another $12 on top of that money in the pit, money at the grocery store to buy your ice and your Gatorade. Plus, your kid wants a hot dog when you're there. You're looking at two, three hundred bucks every time you show up. And we're racing for $150. And it doesn't matter what you were racing for, it's going to cost you. I mean, that's this is a low end budget class, yeah, right? On you average it out, time I wear a tire out and add that into the cost. Look at the whole cost over a ten race period. It's two to three hundred bucks, and you're out there. And if you win, you know, in the last time I raced, I finished third and got paid forty five dollars for third place. Right. I didn't even pay nine of my son's way in the racetrack. Right. I went out there and raced for free. Right. But the, now, but I would go do that. Right. But, but no, and but you know the, what? The promoter doesn't I need to go spend time with my family or go spend my all night at the Saturday night racetrack. And the promoter wants you to go home with money. The promoter doesn't want you to come there and go home with anything. But the promoter Thir- also wants a, a full load of these trucks Th- out 30 there. 30 times a year is what we're talking approximately. Is that correct? Is that, be a, is that a little high? You know, on my, the way I raced, I raced half that. I probably averaged 15 times a year I would race. Okay. But when I got there, everything I had was right. So, but if you race, but, I mean, to have like a good field of, of, in a class like that every week or three times a, a The guy that runs fifth place needs to put 100 bucks in his pocket. Yeah. 
Well, you're talking. What I'm getting at is, it's somewhere between five thousand and nine thousand or ten thousand a year just to go to the track, not counting right. if you tear the equipment up. Exactly. You know, you guys drive to the racetrack, and you're not even racing at the time. You send your money in your truck to get there. Buy your buy your buy your way in. Buy a hot dog. Buy a hamburger. And then on the way home, you're going to stop by the store because you're thirsty. When you get home, you spent 50, 60 bucks, and you just went and watched. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, for five hours, that's better than a movie all day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, I have, I've pulled up here the uh, Bobby Deal's statement concerning this. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you want it? Oh, yeah, what do you, do you say? Okay. What do you say? Um, says, here's what we came with. The winner this week of the Thunder Truck Race got $115 because of the low count. Next year, trophies only if less than eight in a class. You may run either of the tires recaps or dot. We will start stamping the dots $5 each this week. Now, I don't exactly understand this, so you might have to explain it to him. We're done here. We will make a decision on the official tire to run if we get the count up ASAP for 2009. We have about 10 races left this year, so we will pay the highest um, finishing DOT at 115 and stop and stop them along with along with the top three in victory circle. You know, I really tried to read Bobby's. I'm trying to read his writing. So <laughs> if the top seven trucks are on recaps, then the seventh gets thirty dollars, and eighth highest finish DOT gets a hundred and fifteen. Right. And the highest finishing DOT will get the seven truck show. If it costs me that before I walk in the gate. Right. I don't mind racing for free, but you need to pay the guy. It ain't me that wins or whoever wins. What's the payout for the guy that runs third or fourth or fifth? Right. Let me ask you That's something. the guy that went and raced for free. What if, let me ask you something, and he knows what I'm going to ask you. What if, <laughs> what if every one of you guys got paid... X amount of dollars to come race your truck that night, no matter who won, or maybe they give the guy that and, won. And a at bit the more. end of the year, you got a bonus. Whoever was the champion, you got a set that bonus. Would be the plan, huh? That way, everybody's equal money to show up. I've been proposing that for a hell of a long time. Because wait a minute, Jack, that's how most I agree shows work. You know what? It's yeah, not, not racing. Money, it's what? the trophy. Buy us a bigger trophy, and I guarantee you, they would show up. Well, it is saying here that the highest finishing. DOT will get the thun- will get the Thunder Truck wins the Lightning Truck Trophy Award. So That's I guess they're, I guess they're making you can't split the class. And Bobby, I I know that you're having a hard time trying to deal with 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 all these guys and what they want to do. But you know, you got a good structure of a class, and you need to set up what tire they're going to run. As the track owner, you set it. Listen, this is the tire you're going to run in this class. Those guys are going to do one of two things. They're either going to put that tire on their truck and they're going to run it. Or they're going to leave their trucks at home, and you don't have to worry about that class anymore. You can go on with another class. Yeah, Jeff, would you rather run in a in a class, in a race when you come to the track and you pay your two three hundred dollars? Would you rather run in a race that has ten cars or trucks or whatever in it, or would you rather run in one that has twenty in it? With twenty, yeah. Why? Because of that. That's what you want to measure yourself against. That's why you show up to the racetrack. All right. You want to win. You want to run with the same tires. And when I get out of the truck, it isn't because I went and bought a $100 tire and you bought a $20 tire is the reason I won. You know, that's nice, but you want to win on equal footing. You want to you want to win based on skill and talent. And, and ability to work on yeah. stuff. Now, how do you figure out what would be a fair amount to pay the drivers to show up and race? 
Well, you just add up whatever the purse is, and you split it up evenly, and see where that comes well, first. The bottom line well, is you... at least. I mean, like I said, my expenses for me. I have a truck that costs five thousand dollars. Say, for me to go and not, I said it cost me one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars to roll through the gate and go mm-hmm. home. But I can't imagine well, the track to... being able to shell out. Oh, well, the track can't pay can't pay purses based on what it costs the drivers mm-hmm. no. to 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 come there. They have to pay it based on how many people are coming to the track and yeah. spending how much money the track is making. But I think if the car counts go up, didn't bring nothing. Huh? We're put, you need to pay the people that are putting on the show. I understand he's got liability on taxes and a rent, and sure. he has employees and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's the darn if you do and darn if you don't situation. You know, he's stuck. What about what? What about the fact that they've come up with a new thing down? And it's kind of an innovative little system they have. It remains to be seen whether it's going to work. But they're using, um, like, giving drivers an opportunity to, um, I don't know how it works, earn tires or whatever. But they they have an incentive program mm-hmm. for the drivers to. Um, Give tickets out to people that they know that gives them a th- you know that you know that they meet and whatever. I think it's like three bucks well, that, off. That works out great because if, if you're running well and you get tickets, you hand those tickets out. They come, they get in for free. They buy hot dogs and hamburgers. Oh yeah, they're going to spend exactly. ten dollars each. Then, and then the driver his money back three times full. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. the drivers uh, and then they go home and tell their friends what a good time they had at the racetrack. Right, because you got money drivers off don't of promote so, themselves so much. They don't promote the track as much as they probably need to either. And that would right. definitely make them do it. Yeah, and you there's know? been times, you know, and like say there's times where my whole family comes and my brother comes and he brings friends and there's other people that come and there's ten, twelve people sitting up there. And well, that happens a lot. That generates a lot of the stands is the people in the pit. And and also, you know what what they're trying to do is is have the, dr- the drivers from the different classes come out and and go and be there as a group at different locations around, so people can see the race vehicles and pass out, and then they can pass out the tickets and to try to create awareness of the track as well as the drivers should create awareness of the track and also promote themselves at the same time. Jeff, how many drivers that's not, do you? That's not a bad idea either. If you, if, if it was. Known in advance and scheduled, people could do that in the evenings. That's right, and that's what they're working on in, in the forums. They post no, the post notices of where they'd like to do that and and ask drivers to respond who want to come out and and be involved. I think that that each of these tracks are definitely going to grow if they grow in their community. Mm-hmm. I know that Leroy tried. To be complacent, to, to be in the community, he used to go around and give tickets out all over the place, but he was only one person that didn't have near the army. Bobby has an army compared to what Leroy's got, mm-hmm. and they should really utilize that mm-hmm. um, to become more of the racetrack being part of the community. And the more because the racetrack I'm becomes, sure the more the community. You, the pits don't pay for everything. No, it's the people in the grandstands. Exactly, There's no doubt. The food, the drinks, the, the beer, all he that needs, stuff. He needs to reward. The people that are out on the sh- out putting the show on, that are yeah. working three or four nights a week till midnight on their stuff, to come out and put a show on for him. There needs to be a reward, some type of look. All right, you ran good this week. Here's some tickets. Go hand them out. I agree with that. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, Jeff, you can um, go hand them out to your friends and say, "Look, here's a free grandstand ticket. Come out and watch." That person's going to get his twelve or fifteen dollars. Right. Twice. 
time he ends up drinking three, four beers and two hot dogs that night. Mm-hmm. Listen, you need to get a hold of Bobby. You need to talk to him. He'll get you some tickets. He'll get you on the program. He wants to see you back out there racing. We all want to see you back out there racing. And, uh, you know, talk to Gary. Gary's uh, good at... Uh, Helping people find, you know, some sponsors every now and then. Maybe and and can Mr. Help Promo you. Glenn. Yeah. Mr. Promo Glenn. And you can find information up on the well, on their form. This week and talk to him and see what's going on. The truck's sitting there. We actually fixed it here a couple months ago and thought about coming. But then we decided, ah, let's, let's just go watch. <laughs> watch out, man. That bug's sneaking up on you. we got to run. Okay. All right. Je- Hi, I Jeff. appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you, man. Thank you. We'll All right. A break, too. Jeff Thurman, uh, very hard-nosed racer. It would be nice to see him back out there in the trucks. I know he'd like to uh, get back out there. Uh. And as we uh, go to break, I just want to uh, make sure everybody knows about FancyWorkEmbroidery.com. I feel honored. Uh, Jack has uh, the, the hat that FancyWorkEmbroidery.com made for me hanging up on his wall of glory in here in the Inside Florida Racing Studio. So, uh that makes me feel special. But FancyWorkEmbroidery.com, you can find their link at InsideFloridaRacing.com. They are responsible for my uh, C.C. Brooks racing caps for the Inside Florida Racing uh, staff shirts and also my Inside Florida Racing jacket. They do a great job. Everything from business needs, sports needs, to racing needs, they can take care of you at FancyWorkEmbroidery.com. That's right. If you want to get bonehead, put on your driving suit, you can do that. That's right. They can embroider up your new dry, your, your new fire suit and take good care of you. That's fancy with an I. Fancy. <laughs> fancy. Oh That's fancy. That's fancy with an I and works with she's, an S. She's a professional <laughs> radio personality, folks. Trust Too many me. hours with headphones will do that to you. Oh, yes, it will. What can I say? Fancy, fancy work, with an F. Fancyworkembroidery.com. Let's go to break. I need a drink. Nice car! What for? Yeah. Because you hit every other damn thing out there, I want you to be perfect! No, he didn't slam you, he didn't bump you, he didn't nudge you, he rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. The following is a presentation Bud of Light Real presents. Racing. Real men of genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Bathroom Stall Dirty Joke Writer. Mr. Bathroom Stall Dirty Joke Writer. Armed with your trusty marker, you do the impossible. Make an incredibly dirty place even dirtier. Scribble it down now. Your jokes make us pee our pants. Lucky for us. They're down around our ankles. You answer our most vexing question. Whatever happened to the man from Nantucket? Oh, that's a good one. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh ruler of the rhyme. Because when we're looking for a good time, we call you. Bud Light beer at Isaac message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Karnak.com. 
From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done. The following is a presentation of Real Racing U.S. Okay. Well, that was a quick break. Folks, uh, I want to talk about a few races that we've got coming up. Uh, November 22nd, Florida Governor's Cup 200 at New Smyrna Speedway. I guess we're going to get to see how the new management and everything uh, is going to uh, transpire with Terry gone and all the new guys in charge. But a uh, huge race. One of the biggest races of, of late model racing um, in the state of Florida, for sure. Um, it's huge. The governor should be there. They want to win it. They want to win this one, man. The Governor's Cup race. Um, I'm excited about this. It's a big deal. It's I think a I'm big gonna, deal. My it's dad's going to be down from North Carolina, and I think I'm going to have a father-daughter day and take well, over the race. You, It'll be my first time there. I will tell you how, how this works. In 1998, Billy Bigley won the Florida Governor's Cup, mm-hmm. and he really got emotional in the winner's circle. I mean, it was emotional. I mean, as much as I've ever seen yeah. people. It's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for a late model racer to win the Florida Governor's there, Cup. Is huge. When you see this trophy in person, it's one thing to see it in a picture, but when you look at it, and it's so old. I mean, it's 1963 they made the damn thing, and it's got all these names on it that are like, you know, and yeah. the people that have lost the race come in second, like Rusty and like, you know, people like that. There's NASCAR drivers on the winner's list of that deal. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty Looking cool. Looking forward to that. There's a section, if you go to the history section of Carnac.com, real uh, inside Florida racing or uh, Florida stock car racing section, there's a whole big deal on the Governor's Cup. That's November 22nd. Um, just look up Governor's Cup. You can Google Governor's Cup and it'll come up everywhere if you can't find it. Uh, September 27th, what's coming? Oh, I can't wait. It's uh, going to be a real interesting night at East Bay Raceway Park, the Clay by the Bay. It's a com- real com- interesting mix. He's got Motorcycle Mania will be there, um, hot bikes, hot racing. The, it's going to be Wild and Wicked Sprint, Street Stocks, Four-Cylinder Bombers, and then, of course, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series doing 50 laps. Looking um, forward to that. That is Saturday. It starts at 630. Fifth. The laps of racing action. Laps. And not on the asphalt, they're going to be on the dirt. Let me tell on you, folks, dirt. if you've never on been that to East red Bay, clay. Mm. never been to East Bay Raceway, if you've never seen Dirt Late Models race there. It's the place to go. Or even if you've seen Dirt Late Models race somewhere else, you need to go there and check it out because you stand over in uh, in the corner. Now, don't, you know, don't, don't stand in the corner. Yeah, CC loves to stand in the middle, but if you stand <laughs> over in turn one, and stand up there where in the pits right there where they come into the corner, you'll swear that they never even lift when they drive into there. They just drive in there and it, turn. It's amazing, but it's you know it's also in the corners where you get the dirtiest at. But I, yeah. I have a good time there in the middle. Don't you like getting dirty? Yes, I, I do. Thought you like getting dirty? I like getting dirty. Speaking of this, turn your mic on, Jack. Oh, no, you're the worst board <laughs> off ever. <laughs> we got, we got. And we got Jackie Nosbich with us. Jackie, Ooh, Jackie, what's happening, buddy? Good, how you doing? Hey, welcome to the show. Now, this is a man that knows his way around East Bay. I hope I hadn't forgot. <laughs> you looking forward to the race this weekend? Yeah, looking forward to ready to get back to the track that I know a little bit. So. Yeah, you've been racing all over the place. Yeah, this year I have, and it's been tough because a lot of tracks that I've never been to, and 
and I've just been learning how to drive them. So. <laughs> well, it looks like you had a, a pretty good grip uh, on this last race up there, man. You, uh, well, you had your best run of the of the deal at the, what Golden Isles, huh? Yeah, I ran good. I was at least I didn't break down in it. And the car it worked good, and it was the second time I've been back, so I had a little bit more information to go off of. Now, Jackie, Saturday night, you're going to have um, more seat time than anybody else that's racing in the race against you, right, at that racetrack? Uh, well, my brother's got more time than I got. Yeah, Keith. Keith. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you and Keith have been going at it here of late out on the track a bit, huh? Yeah. Well, he's been running right together most of the races. So it's, uh, I finally beat him Saturday night, so I thought good about that. <laughs> How many racing Nosbishes is there? Well, right now it's just me and Keith, and then my brother Ken has a car, and his son raced it a few times at East Bay, but uh, usually has a guy that comes down from West Virginia to race it. So, I, I thought when I was a little younger, I used to come out and see three of you guys out there at the same time. Well, Ken did race. He, you know, he actually there's four of us. My dad raced. Mm-hmm. Keith and Ken and me, and then I started racing, and then my dad got sort of retired, and then Ken, he quit for a few years, and then he just now bought a car, and he he hadn't really raced it, he, he hadn't really drove it much, but I think he'd rather just have one and let somebody else drive it. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I'm definitely a native Tampan, I'm 42 years old, so... I've seen uh, the Nosfish name out there forever since I've ever been out to that racetrack. And, uh, you know, this series, that uh, this United Dirt Late Model Series is definitely uh, a very challenging series. It has some of the best drivers in the state, in the south, not just the state. Um, when you win against these guys, it's really going to make it sweet. Uh, yeah, it will, because there's, there's a lot of good drivers, and then the competition is pretty tough. And... and it's been tough for me just, you know, I think I'm finally getting a little bit better at these other racetracks, and and I, and I hadn't really went off race that much till this year, so it's been a learning experience. Well, um, I hope that you have good luck on Saturday night. Have you uh, done anything special to get ready for Saturday night? No, pretty much gonna go with what i got been running the last probably the last month and and i went down there a couple of weeks ago they had a practice open practice so i went down there and and ran a little bit then and and everything seems to be pretty good so i'm looking forward to at least having a good run anyways and trying to win well i know it'll be tough because i bet they'll have 60 cars that'll show up so oh yeah there'll be there'll be a lot of cars and which I mean that's that's good for the series to get draw a lot of cars. How are you doing in the points of that series? I think right now I'm six. I'm not sure. I didn't even really look. I think I'm six. The last time I looked, I was, but I was probably about fourth or so. And then then the the last four races I fell out. I had got wrecked up in Waycross, and then I loose had broken a frame right three laps. To from the end, and in Lake City, I was running pretty good, and then broke an axle. So that kind of kind of hurt me now. In points, I thought. Yeah, you're 
you're still in sixth. Uh, you're in sixth place behind uh, Roger Krause. He's uh, in fifth right now. Johnny yeah. Collins is in first. And, Roger uh, Krause, that's another one that ought to do pretty decent on Saturday night. Oh, you yeah. reckon? Yeah, he's going to run good because he's got a lot of time there at the racetrack, too. You know, and, and he gets around there good. Yeah, it's going to be tough competition for these guys that run the series, you know, that are going to come into Tampa, and uh, I think they're going to find themselves with a, a bunch of local guys that know their way around that might get in their way a little bit. Yeah, but, I mean, there's, I think the, some of the guys in the series, that's Collins and Whitener and stuff, they're still going to run good. It's still going to be tough to beat. Yeah, yeah those guys aren't going to have any problem. <laughs> no, but, I mean, it's, you know, each base is a little different track. It's, you know, it's different from what we run a lot, and and, and I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, they have a little bit of an edge at it. Well, you know, you you definitely uh, leading up to the the uh, Golden Isles race just last week. I mean, you had like three or four, as you mentioned, you had three or four races where just you didn't have anything go right. Things breaking, getting involved in wrecks, not your fault, and all that sort of stuff. But over the course of the year, traveling around to all these tracks in Georgia and, and Florida, what are some of the things that you've learned and picked up that that you know have helped you uh, make you a better race car driver? Uh, I think that about the competition for one, I, I you got to run a lot harder, you know, and the, and you know you you can't lay back and out. I mean, it's fifty laps. You got to run hard as possible the whole 50 laps but, you know that's the big thing you know used to running just 25 laps and then you know once you get out front or something you know you can take a little bit easier but with the way the, the guys that we're racing with you know there's there's no taking it easy you gotta go as hard as you can and and the others and just you know just making sure you're there at the very end of the race you know, and have something left to try to do something. Yeah. So, but I've enjoyed it. I've had a lot of fun. So. That's cool. And then, but it's got, it's been a challenge that, you know, it's been harder. I thought, I thought I'd run good through the whole thing, but it's been a little tougher than I thought. But I think now that getting back to these tracks twice, it's starting to run a little better. So. Well, I'll give you the same common courtesy that I give to all the other drivers, okay? Watch out for the 17, Showtime Sean Smith, okay? His win is coming. Yeah. Yes, that, that orange nemesis number 17. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. He's, he's been running good, too. He's, yeah. Yeah, Rob's partial here. Well, I, I lo- Showtime, I'm related to him slightly, and uh, I've known him for years, and uh, he puts on such a good show, and he just... He's always got the little issue that keeps him from getting in that winter circle. So I, I want to see him in that winter circle this year in this series. I will tell you what, at East Bay, I would say uh, either one of these, uh, either Keith or Jack, uh, they got both of them guys. This is uh, one they can definitely win. There's no doubt. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. man, these uh, it, it, this win this week is going to go to one of these local boys that are from yeah. Tampa. Hey, and you got to factor in Bubba because Bubba's going to be there. And it's not going to be him. I'm just saying he's going to be there. <laughs> what do you think, Jackie? It's not going to be Bubba? <laughs> Hey, these guys are saying that they, that they, whether Bubba Bubba's going to race. I said uh, I don't think it's going to be him. Cece and I don't think Bubba's going to win. Yeah, he'll have a long way to go. Yeah, well, he's but you know he's got a lot of fans. That's all I'm saying. Oh, he's, he's got yeah. a lot of laps now. I'll say this about Bubba: he's got um, 
a lot of laps around East Bay and, and a multitude yeah, of different absolutely. cars. So no, it'd be great um, to have them. Out but there. you know, it's like this: when if you're not running with guys in the series that they're running in, I don't care who you are. Uh, Kenny Schrader, you know, as much as he runs yeah. dirt cars, you saw he had a I tough saw. time. He had a really hard time. Yes, cars, he did. You know? so, yep. Um, that's the way I look at it. That the guys that are running in this series that are up on their game, those are the guys that are going to run good. Bubba, if you come. You better bring your A game, son. That's all I can tell you. Hey, Jackie, thanks for spending some time with us, man. And uh, we'll be watching you on Saturday night and uh, wish you the best of luck, man. Go get a win. All right. Thanks for calling. Bye. Take all it right. easy. All right. There I'm you have it. So uh, looking forward to that race Saturday night. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be East Bay big... Raceway Park, mm-hmm. Gibtown. Gates Town. open at 5, racing starts at <laughs> 6 30. Gibtown. I was talking to Dutch the other day. 12 bucks. 12 bucks is the adult admission for this uh, race. Now, <laughs> don't even get me started. Hey. Tell her, why are you hey. like Kids that? 12 and under free with a paying adult. I'm sorry. I'm just saying that's a good idea. It's yeah. a wonderful idea. It's a class A place, man. It's great. It's one. Listen, I'll tell you this. I'm from Tampa. There. Okay. There's not many other better things to do in Tampa on a Saturday night or a Friday night than to go to East Bay Raceway. Yeah. Folks, they it's are a good on a Friday always. night. Always, it's always. not Saturday night. It is Friday night. Get it straight. There Don't doesn't have to be a special event to go to East Bay and no. have a great time. There's always a ton of people there. The food's always good. It's always a great uh, place to hang out. And are you saying... Watch some good racing. Are you over there saying it's Friday night? Yeah, it's Friday night. It's Saturday night, the okay. 27th. I thought they raced on Friday nights. No. That's Ocala. That's Ocala. I've lost my mind. <laughs> That's good. It's because you. you guys Come wrapped join me in me. plastic and beat me with a stick earlier. No, no, no. Well, it you is, know, we knew Wayne would want to do night. that for you. Why yeah. did I say Friday night? Because we would Ocala on Ocala. Friday nights. Well, years ago, East Bay used to run on Friday yeah. nights. Years ago. Years ago. Years ago. Years and years ago. But the Nosbishes were still racing there back then, too. Those guys have been racing a long time. December 4th. Turn your microphone there, on. Hot shot. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just give us the we board to, so we no, can no, turn no, you on? Do it. Do, we need to hook up a little light that will let you, when, if it, the light's not on, you'll know your mic's not on. December 4th and 5th. What's happening? Orlando Speed World. Ooh, I know it's the there. Big charity truck race. Charity, charity tr- Truckers 200. Third annual. Looking yes. forward to being there. And that is a great benefit. I don't have the kid's name in front of me. It is a benefit. Hey, are we to having benefit a, spetec- a young lady, particular person? Are we going to have a lap or two inside oh, yeah. for the racing race? Yeah, as a matter of fact, lap? I forget all the. You think he's having a hard time remembering stuff? This thing is driving me crazy. Yeah, it's because it's a very limited connectivity here. Let's talk promotion. Yes, we are CC to answer your question. Awesome. I just I don't have wait. that information. I have right it on my calendar to attend that race. Lap twenty. Matter of fact, I have to update tonight one of the projects. I got to update uh, the uh, cars racer marketing. Dot com website mm-hmm. where all the information well, Make is. yourself a mental note, would you? I can't wait. Good. That's going to be my first time to go to Orlando <laughs> Speed World. Well, you'll have a good time, too. That's a great place, man. I'm telling you, when you go there, you'll think it's a NASCAR track. Uh, it, it may be. It used to be. Let's uh, Andy, go ahead. Andy LaSera, La we, we talked to the, the guy last week, and uh, he had some interesting outlooks on raising sponsor money. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have much time to talk to him last week, so uh, we saved a, a few minutes um, to talk to him this week. To talk to him a little bit more about his ideas. Hi, Andy. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back on. So, have you been working over the last week, working on your your promotion ideas of getting your truck out there? 
It's like a, as a, like a rolling billboard to raise sponsorship money. Oh yeah, um, it's uh, well, like every normal you know um, college student, I worked on it. You know, two days before the show, I'm going to be on this show. <laughs> <laughs> two hours. What are you talking about? Two hours. Yeah. Not two days. <laughs> so, so, but it's your you, show, Andy. Go ahead, you take know, we're, over. We're, man. we're just waiting for you to go and tell us about you know what has been happening and what other ideas that you have to help yeah. inspire other drivers. Yeah. Well, first of all, um, I think this should be a mentality for most races that I'm looking to serve my sponsor, not my sponsor serving me. Yeah, and I, I can't really be specific exactly on what I'm going to do as far as the business goes, but I'm going to be hands-on with these customers that I'm trying to acquire for whatever sponsor I might have. As opposed to, you know, like someone would see a billboard or a commercial or something. I'm going to be there talking to them in person. They're going to be meeting me. So I'll be getting, the sponsor will be gaining customers that way. And I think that if, if, um, track promoters can cooperate and then I can encourage track promoters to donate tickets to the races, I think that it can, I can be promoting short track racing at the same time. Okay, that sounds really good. I like it. And you know, you inspired me so much to use my brain a little bit during the week. And I saved this just for this part of the show. Okay. And I want I want you and the other drivers out there to listen. Because everybody's going to... They're listening. They're going to feel where I'm coming from. <laughs> Have you noticed the local trend of human beings... Holding up signs for business. I don't care if it's Domino's Pizza, Little Caesars, um, Joe's Chicken Shack. I've seen a lot for the model homes. You've seen a lot more people mm -hmm. holding up those signs. Those people are getting paid to hold those signs up. So in going by what you're saying, Andy, I think it would be a great idea if as race car drivers we stop trying to say, well... I want your name of your business on my race car because I'm taking it to the racetrack and I'm going to show it to all these people. And they end it there and they think they're going to get money. Instead of saying, and also, what I can do for you is on Sunday afternoon or on Friday, Friday evening when everybody's going home and they re you really want to promote your business, I can park my race car out there by the street where people can see the name on there. And I guarantee you that these sponsors, if they have a business out on the street, will listen to that because they're having to pay people to stand out and hold these signs up. And you don't have to pay any kind of permit to put a car out there or anything. You can park it out there just like you can park a person. What do you think about that, Andy? That is, you, you summed it up right there. I mean, that is one of the main bases of this business I'm trying to do is, you know, Having a sponsor on a car driving around the racetrack, they're not going to benefit as much as being outside the racetrack. I mean, as we all know, the spectator count is, you know, dwindling lately as far as Florida short track racing goes. And uh, to do it, you know... Andy, I, I, I want to tell you, that's not a promo point. Oh. What'd you say? 
That's Jack. He turned his, his microphone was on. I can't believe it. Ignore the man behind the behind the wall. I'm messing with you, man. No, he's he's agreeing, saying that that shouldn't be a promo point. It should be something that should. The fact that there's not that yeah. the, that the fan right. attendance is down is uh, is not a good sign. No, you don't want to. No, that's not something you really want to point out to future sponsors. Right. You know, it's just that I'm trying to state that fact because. That the sponsor isn't really going to benefit as much by doing that. That's why we need to go outside the racetrack, you know, and attract and attract customers and, and you know potential race fans. Because I think I can I can remember so many times where people have walked into my shop, looked at my race truck face to face, and not known what it is. But to them, it's an advertising tool. Look at this guy's got signs all over his vehicle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't understand what racing's about, right? So, um, how? I guess it's going to uh, you know when people say, "Well, where do I go to get a sponsor?" Um, my answer has been always to anything that somebody would buy. Those people would be a great sponsor, but I think maybe people are going to really have to start looking at the most common things that people buy and have to start dropping the amount of money that they want for the side of their car because how about this andy what kind of vehicle are we talking about a truck is that what you got yeah pro truck okay i'm a potential sponsor how much money are you going to ask me for well i wouldn't i hate to put you on the spot but yeah (laughs) let me give you exactly well yeah i just want to know what approach would andy take at trying to get money do you go after a person to uh, give you X amount of dollars a year, or do you go after a person to buy something? Let's say you want a couple of thousand dollars a year for your, for the side of your car. Yeah, how would you go about getting it from one business? Well, my 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 idea is, I would say per race is probably the is that way they're not tied into a long term contract where they're not you know. I, I try to do it to where I can ensure that I'm going to do, I'm going to provide them what I, I'm going to do what I tell them I'm going to do. Instead of, instead of them being in this, you know, you know, $1,000 a year, you know, I'll say, okay, if you want to sponsor for one race, this is the X amount of money it's going to do, and it includes, you know, um, That's includes, cool. you know, so many appearances. So the main, the main, the main goal I'm trying to accomplish is, I'm going to be. I want to provide the sponsor with more than what, provide them. Give them more than what they're paying for. Exactly. I think that's the only way, and I like to try to avoid the word sponsor because you know a lot. A lot of times, people are going to think, "Oh, okay, he just wants me to give him money to go have fun." So, what you're talking marketing partners, right? Right. Is that what you call them, Jack? Absolutely. Marketing partner. Absolutely. Absolutely, uh, because you know that's the word that, that makes a whole lot. I mean, that's what you you're doing. You're a partner in this thing. So remember, I'm I'm a potential marketing partner. What are you going to use the money for that you're asking me for? Well, most my most of it would be to provide. You know, it's going to pay for. You know, my expenses to to take the truck to put on display places. You know, the gas to get there, um, and then the other part of it would be to to fund my you know to fund how much it's going to cost for each race like if it's going to cost so much for me to get into the racetrack one night you know that'll be part of it along with however however much it is just just the gas to get to the spot to promote their product and that's 
really all I would be doing. What track so, are you going to race at? Um, my plan is um, I would like to run all the Orlando races mm-hmm. for the Fast Car Pro Truck schedule. All right. um, and I'd wa- I want to run all the races that whatever races get the most exposure, like televised races, the big races at New Smyrna, because that's where the sponsor is really going to benefit. All right. Um, now, when I asked you what track you were going to race at, do you have in your package proposal to a business how much a billboard spot costs at that racetrack? No, I don't, but that would be definitely a good thing to offer them. It absolutely is because if, like, I know, I'm going to use for an example because I've been down south here dealing with Bobby Deal and this track, uh, Charlotte County Speedway. I know that if you're a racer out there listening right now and you've got a sponsor and you're from Charlotte County, if you go to Bobby Deal and talk to him about the billboard space there, I guarantee you he will help you attain that sponsor and that billboard out there for that sponsor for the right price. That's one of those things that... Very economical. Yeah, it's something the guys don't think about, but if you go to a sponsor and you can say, hey, not only can you be on my car, I can get you on a billboard out there at a racetrack, okay? And then they really start to listen because now they've got you and everything that you're offering them because... It sounds like me. You're going to offer them a, a, a decent vehicle to put their name on the side of, a trailer to, that pulls it there, and you're going to offer them um, opportunity that you're going to do uh, uh, locational, you know, show up a few times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of package is how everybody should go about attaining sponsorship properly. And, 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 and it's in every level, Andy. I don't care. If it's in a truck series, or if it's in the local level of racing, because this is, this is the thing, and one of the reasons we wanted to have you back on here is we're, we're we're in a real screwed up economy right now, and so a lot of people like to use it as an excuse, but I think that it's still attainable to be able to race in this economy, and it's still attainable to get these car counts up, but it's going to take people like you that have these ideas okay and are willing to come on a show like ours and say hey this is an idea that i've got and i think it'll work and i think you've got a great idea and you're thinking more outside the box okay than most of our racers that are racing right now and if i'm correct you're are you not even racing your truck right now right no i'm not it's you know it's currently under construction you are the (laughs) you are the soto champ cart guy right yeah Okay. I'm running, this is probably going to be my last um, full point here in the DeSoto Champ Car Series. So, you know, you're a real fine example of what our sport is all about and what our show's about and about this whole concept of racing because you are trying to continue racing in the next level. And for racing to work, people have to continue to climb these levels. And I don't mean that once you reach a plateau of running a super late model or a sprint car or a modified or anything like that, that you should feel you should have to go to the next level because the reality is that's not going to happen. But um, I think in, if we can get guys like you to get out of the carts, to get into a car, it's a much better program for racing in general. So I'm, I'm giving you kudos, son, for what you're doing and trying to um, – get your money together before you go race and i think some guys they go about it the wrong way they get the car together and they go out there and they try to race and they don't have budget and um 
I, I can accuse myself of that. It happens to probably half of the people who go on a tour and going to travel with a right. traveling series. Happens to about half of them at least. At least half of the guys that start out on that trip, uh, from what I've seen, they totally underestimate the amount of cost involved. And so by halfway through or sooner than halfway through the season, if they're not winning, boy, it starts looking like we're not going to do this much anymore. I, it's tough to get that sponsorship, you know, for anything but it's a series. Difficult. You know, I know when I ran that Florida Pro Series for two years, I had good sponsorship. I had that Thai Beanie Baby deal, and and that that worked out good enough for me to always have tires, always have. And I had a fuel deal, you know. So um, I think those were my best racing days that I had because I actually had what I needed to go race. Right. These days, when I go race, I I'm like a lot of the guys. I go there with you know money to buy a set of tires, fuel. And that's it. Uh, I can't practice a whole lot because I don't have the tires for it, you know. And uh, But at least I'm there. And at least, like Andy, he's trying to be there. And I'd like, I'd like to add on what you said before about, you know, people moving into this different series. I mean, it just seems like, like you said, they underestimate it. And then they get, I think a lot of people try to run for points and they get wore out. It wears them out and they, you know. Yeah, well, in Florida, running a point season in Florida, in my opinion, is kind of like silly because yeah. it, it really is. I mean, if you're in Michigan and you run for four, four or five months a year, four months, five months, whatever, I can understand that. These things where we're running from, like, March until November for points is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. yeah only crazy. The, only the guys that are, that are set up for it. Like, you know, you talk about these dirt racers, you know, this United Dirt Late Mall Series. Yeah, but that's 15 that's, races throughout the year. 15 races throughout the year, but it still it takes a lot out of them. If you talk Absolutely. to the guys that are running top 10 in points, they're going to tell you that it, it doesn't work out without having that $1,000 a race coming from somebody else. So, yeah. you know, um, Andy, do you have a website or anything? I don't have a website yet. Um, you know, that's part of the – I'm trying to get one together. But uh, so. Okay, well – that's going to be your next thing. You always talk to Jack about getting a website, you know, but I, website, I think uh, yeah. the self-promotion and this idea that you, you were talking with us about it, um, I hope that, the, I hope that the, the other, you know, racers out there are listening to the fact that there is a lot more use for your race car for your sponsors than at the racetrack. That's really the gist of it. Absolutely. Yeah, and I hope to inspire, you know, a lot of other racers to do this, a similar thing to what I'm doing. You know, you, instead of a race car, you know, it can be more than just a race car. Like we just said, it you know, it's a it can be a marketing tool. It's a it's a it's a very attractive billboard. Yes, I, we can use it in many different ways. We have and to. We're going to have to as racers if we want to keep racing. Right. I think that in in doing so, you know, like I said about att- attracting potential new race fans. I mean, that's going to help. You know, racing in general, bringing new fans out to the racetrack. I mean, like you said on the last show, it's our job as racers to, I think it's our job as racers to bring the fans back. Mm-hmm. Because we're the ones putting on a show. I mean, it's a spectator sport. It's, it's a show. And in one hand feeds the other because if there's not fans there, you can guarantee that you're never going to get paid much more money than what you're getting today. And, and if the tracks don't get more fans there, they're not going to survive. So... Andy, I appreciate you taking time again. That's Andy Lacerra. Um, we hope to see you racing out there in your truck. Make sure that when you do start racing your truck, you give us a call and let us know. 
I plan on racing the. Um, my goal for this year is to definitely run the two hundred, the Charity Truckers two hundred this year. Okay, oh. well that oh, sounds we'll great. We'll see you there. Do you have some uh, December fourth and fifth? Yep. You have some real racing USA stickers for your uh, vehicle? Nope, but um, I could use them. <laughs> okay, email. You got email? Well, we'll see if we can bring some up to Orlando Speed World for the uh, race because I'm going to be up there. Email CC Brooks and she'll make okay. sure you get some. Well, you can email me at c e c e at w i k x dot com. That's c c at w i k x dot com. Where are you at, anyways? I am out of Bellsmere, Florida. Bellsmere. You know where that's at? No. Nope. Okay. Uh, just north of Vero Beach. Okay. Not much of a racing town, I take it. Nope. It um the closest racetrack I'm to is Orlando, about an hour drive from here. All right. Well, email CC and she'll make sure she will get you some stickers and uh, get them on your car. And uh, you know that'll be great if you make it out there to the Charity Truckers 200. And we'll see you up there, because I'm going to be up there on the 5th. Talk to you soon, Andy. Bye, Andy. Right, thank you, guys. All right. Hey, uh, Saturday, mm. this uh, deal coming up Yeah. is the uh, at uh, East Bay Raceway Park. Mm-hmm. Is the United Land Clearing Late Model Challenge. United Land Clearing has uh, stepped up, and uh, they've actually boosted the purse winner's share to $4,000 for that race. Oh, from, uh, that's United nice. United Land Clearing is... Is the title sponsor? It was like originally three thousand, so I it's gone up another. Dead last was paying like two grand or something. <laughs> I could only wish for something like that. I'm looking forward to being up at East Bay this Saturday. Did we talk about Claude? Yes. Yeah, yes, we yeah. talked about this. You were off wandering around. But go ahead. Say. But go ahead. Say what you Rob and to I say talked about, about it. Please go ahead. Share your thoughts. Well, you know, I worked a lot with uh, Claude Lewis, and um, you know. He was at Charlotte County for a long, long time. He worked with a, a Venice Gondolier in the sports uh, as a sports writer, and uh, you know he did double duty. He worked. Uh, he's very close with Leroy Davison, and uh, uh, he's uh, been up at the Bronson Motor Speedway. He moved up there uh, uh, a year or so, about a year and a half ago. Him and his wife moved uh, from down here up there, and he was working for the paper up there in Chiefland, and uh, uh, was near Bronson, and he's been writing. Or Bronson Motor Speedway, and uh, of course he's a very, very professional writer in terms of, of you know newspaper style. Very, very good, a very good writer, and he was a really fun guy to be around. He's low key. Um, uh, he had one of those driest sense of humors, you know, that you run across, and uh, he's certainly going to be missed. That's for sure. He'll Cla- definitely Claude be Lewis. missed up there in uh, Chiefland because he used to write a very colorful column about racing that I'd read when I go to Cedar yes, Key. Yeah. It'd be in the uh, papers that are come out of Chiefland. So I hope whoever is his predecessor will continue to write write-ups about the racetrack like were being done before. Yeah, it was very sad to hear that news today. That's for sure. Folks, um, another show come to the end. Uh, appreciate you taking the time out of your busy lives to. Uh, listen to this rhetoric that we call inside florida racing hey and you know if you're a new listener maybe listening um to us for the first time i'm sorry um, from from i offended you i'm sorry uh, if you listen to us the first time you found us on itunes we would love to hear from you you can uh send me an email um you know get in touch with us check out our website also and what's your email address cc at wikx.com that's c-e-c-e at w-i-k-x dot com all hate mail 
Um, you can send hate mail to me if you'd like, or love mail, whatever. Whether you love me or hate me, send me mail. I like to read it. You can send it to R-O-B-E-L-T-I-N-G at AOL.com. That's Rob Elting at AOL.com. And you know what we haven't received? I haven't received in a long time is any driver's birth. No, I don't get hate we, mail. We, driver's birthdays. Yes. Send me driver's birthdays. Yes, driver's we'll recognize birthdays. them on the show. Yeah, so uh, September's coming to an end, too, for our Pandora Jewelers. Yeah, let uh, us know about month. potential drivers of the month. We're going to have that video up online of uh, that presentation, Donnie Ollie Jr., that was yeah. pretty cool. It was really well done. I just thought it was cool. It was, it was a neat when thing. you leave it in the hands of professionals, what do you expect? <laughs> no, I don't know what I... I mean, Cece did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, and so did you, Rob. We're a good no, team. It, it was a good thing to do there, and I'm, I wish it, I was involved in the one for Firestein. Did we give his the same way, or we didn't really do that for him? Uh, this was the best one we did. Yeah. You know, we're, we're new at it. We just started this year. We get this better year. every time. You know, uh... Who's the winner going to be for September? If you've got a driver out there that's just setting the world on fire, let us know, man. I don't care what track you're at. I want to hear from you guys up there in North Florida. What's going on up there? Who's the hot shoe up there? Tell and, me about it. And two of our guests tonight, um, as a matter of fact, let me dig out this paper here. Two of our guests tonight. Um, <laughs> this is Rush Limbaugh. This is radio at its yeah. finest right here. <laughs> Troy Thiem and uh, Jeff Thurman. We had those people on. Uh, actually, kind of uh, both of those people were on. Bone Man sent us a re- uh, uh, that email, suggested a, a, a show content, mm-hmm. and both of those people were on as a result of that. And uh, so if you send us your ideas, um, we will listen to and you. And, folks, if the economy has got you not racing, you have a racing vehicle that you raced a couple years ago and you're not racing it today, um, send an email to your congressman. No, um, we want to know who do they send it to at uh, feedback. Your, feedback at real racing USA. And that's racing with a G. No, that is <laughs> no. not Rob. No, Why racing you... real racing without the G. Excuse me. No G. This is Southern style, man. I know. I, I forget it. But inside Florida, racing is with a G because nobody else had it. You know how that dot com stuff goes uh but if you've got a car and you're not racing it because of the economy uh we want to know about it um what else do we want to know we always want to know a lot of things what else do we want to know we just want to know people are out there listening oh they're listening and they appreciate <laughs> they're listening all three of them thank you Every Wednesday night, 7.30, Dirt World. As a matter of fact, last week's show is going to be replayed as soon as we get out of here. Good night, everybody. Do you replay our shows sometimes? All the time. Beautiful. Go support your local asphalt track, local dirt track. Oh, I must say this. Folks, you have until October 3rd to register to vote. You're an American. It's your American job to vote. October 3rd. Don't forget it. Good night. Now you're so ready. Call this thing off. So go right ahead and say it, baby. But you know in your heart it's a Be alone.
Be alone. 